How do you view the Bible? Think about it for a moment. This is a big question. And today, we're going to answer it. We're going to talk about the way that many Christians right now in the United States view the Bible. And I want to tell you that these numbers that you're about to hear probably will shock you. I'm going to give you information on research I found and scriptures that I pray will help deepen the convictions of many Christians who fall under these statistics that, frankly, are very, very sad. When I tell you they are sad, I tell you from the bottom of my heart that as I read these latest statistics on how Christians view the Bible, how they how they use the Bible more specifically, whether they use it, whether they read it or not, and how much and how frequent, I literally cried. I literally cried and my heart is still feeling sad because I think I just it just dawned on me like wow god this is why you want me to do this podcast like i i knew that the stats weren't good i have heard many things in the previous years i've seen it myself among the christian communities but but when i've seen the statistics myself i mean it it just it just broke my heart and i just i thought god how do you how do you do this every day? How do you, how are you up there looking at your children and just seeing our ignorance of your word, our pride, thinking that we can do this by ourselves? It is, it is sad, but it is also an opportunity to open our eyes and really understand the depth of this information, the depth that this, that this problem is really. So I want to ask you once again, how do you view the Bible? If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, sister, you know what? I am all about the Bible. I just want to, you know, be better with reading it. Then amen to you. Like awesome sister, because I'm here to help you with that as well. But if you know someone, if you're not in that place and you're like, I'm in a pretty good place with the word of God and you're not seeing yourself in these statistics that I'm going to explain to you today and these scriptures I'm going to read to you. If you're like, yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty good in this area, then then great. I want you to share this episode with a friend. I want you to share with many friends, with family members, with people that you think, you know what, they, they could really use this uh, because maybe you've seen them in their walk with God being like, maybe not not uh not faithful to reading their scriptures and you know you've been wanting to and praying for them to do so then please share it with them i'm telling you from the bottom of my heart this is this is something that god has revealed to me today and i was just like i mean not just today in the past few days but i'm just like wow like shocked but not surprised but sad and i want to talk about that i want to share this with you and i want you to share it with at least somebody else who can really use this episode and the scriptures here that's that are going to encourage really frankly your heart and their hearts uh, to really deepen their convictions deepen your convictions about the word of god all right sister are you ready all right let's do this are you so busy and overwhelmed that you can't get enough time to connect with god 
Are distractions robbing you of your time with Jesus? Is your motivation to spend time in the Word just not what it used to be? Do you want to be more consistent in your personal Bible study? Welcome home, sister. I'm Rosie, a mom, wife, teacher, and devoted disciple of Jesus. And like you, I struggled to stay consistent with my Bible study. When life got busy, I felt so overwhelmed that spending time in God's Word was no longer a priority. In my hardest seasons of life, my motivation to be in the Bible grew weak. I lost my convictions and walked away from God. But by His grace, my faith was restored and with the conviction to never take God's Word for granted again. If you're tired of letting the enemy steal away your time, energy, focus, and motivation, then sister, this podcast is for you. So go reheat your coffee, dust off your journal and Bible, and get ready to take back your time. So I'm going to start with some statistics according to pewresearch.org that are from 2014. And then I'm also going to give you some stats that are a little bit more uh, soon uh, from last year, actually a little bit more, not soon, (laughs) Um, more today. I don't know. I don't know why I can't think of the word right now. Sorry, sister. (laughs) Anyway, uh, more, more recent. Yes, that's the word. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. All right. So according to pewresearch.org in 2014, there are there were 37% of Christians, of people who call themselves Christians. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Because this is research. When you get a survey done, they ask you to identify yourself. If you're a Christian, great. They identify themselves as Christians. So people who identified themselves as Christians, this is what they said. So 37% said that reading the Bible is important, but not essential to being a Christian. All right. Take that in for a minute. Okay. And ask yourself if that's you, honestly. Is, do you think that reading the Bible is important or essential? Like important is, yeah, this is good. This is important. I I think I should prioritize this over a lot of things, I think. But essential is a non-negotiable. Is, no, the Bible is a priority, like over anything, over everything, right? I mean, ask yourself that question and be honest. Be honest with yourself. Okay. It also says, 21% say that reading the Bible is not an important part of their Christian identity. 21% of people who identify themselves as Christians say that reading the Bible is not an important part of their Christian identity. All right, so let's keep going with these numbers. Three quarters of Christians, so that's about 75% of Christians, say that they believe the Bible is the word of God. Okay, that's good, right? You think, okay, all right, 75% believe that the Bible is the word of God. So they view, and this may be you, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably you. It's most likely you. You believe that the Bible is the word of God, right? 25% don't. Okay, so this is where I have an issue here. Because If you identify yourself as a Christian and you do not believe that the Bible is the word of God, what in the world? Okay, so like, how did you come to faith? What? Because the message of the gospel, the message of the cross, okay, is what converts your heart, is what brings you to faith, is what brings you to leaving that life behind of sin and saying Jesus is Lord. 
and making the decision to get baptized and all that. Like, this is all biblical. Like, I don't understand that. It's it's a little shocking to me. Maybe it's not very shocking to you. Maybe you're like, yeah, I know people like that. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. That was a little bit shocking. Let's keep going. 35% never read their Bibles. Never read their Bibles. 35%. Okay, 42% read their Bibles at least once a week. Oh, okay, okay, 42% at least once a week. Maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, maybe every day. They all fall into that at least once a week category. All right, that's that's feeling a little better. But, hello, 35%. Never read their Bibles. That's That's to me and maybe to you, like, maybe shocking. Okay, let's keep going because, you know, we're going to we're going to get now to some stats that are a little bit more today. So this is from 2022. Okay. And um, I'm going to read to you this and I I'm going to tell you that uh, the ones the stats that I just read to you, by the way, are from pewresearch.org. I do I do want to give credit to the source. Okay. And so this next statistic that I'm going to read to you is from the State of the Bible 2022 report published by the American Bible Bible Society. And it says the number of Bible disengaged respondents. So this is a group of Bible disengaged. That, that was a category, Bible disengaged. And then the other category was movable middle. And then the other one was scripture engaged. So the Bible disengaged. Well, um, it it says res- the Bible disengaged respondents rose 45 million to 145 million from 2021 to 2022, 100 million more Bible disengaged Christians in one year. In one year. That's that's what got me. I was like, what? 100 million from 21, 2021 to 2022 became Bible disengaged completely. Completely. The movable middle dropped 29 million to 66 million. So they're kind of like, you know, they read their Bible maybe a few times a year, you know, something like that. Kind of like that's sort of them. And the scripture engaged declined 15 million to 49 million during this time. Okay, so that's a little bit better, right? Because it, there was an actual drop there with people who were uh, more engaged. So that means that they are doing a better job. Those that are, you know, really believe that uh, the Bible is the word of God and they they, uh, they feel like the Bible is a an important part of their lives and, an, uh, you know, very impactful part of their lives. So at least that number was a little bit better. So that was like a little encouraging, but I, I'm telling you, it, when just you see these statistics, it just, it breaks your heart. It breaks my heart. And I just can't imagine how God is just feeling like every day seeing this in his children. I'm just like, my goodness. Well, I want to encourage you, sister, or if you're someone, if someone shared this podcast with you today and you're listening and you're like, oh boy, <laughs> this is me. Okay. First of all, I'm going to tell you, I didn't make this podcast to guilt you out. I did not make this to in any way make you feel bad. That is not my intention by any means. You know, we we have to understand something. 
we are being deceived by the enemy every day. And sometimes when we let life's worries overtake us and overcome us, and we have a lot going on in our lives, and maybe not bad things, maybe good things, right? Maybe things that God actually wants you to do for your life. And, you know, you get busy, you get a good busy like me right now in this time, I have a good busy going on right now. We can we can kind of get deceived by Satan. We can just you know start believing that the word of God is not as important, and we not might not say it out loud, but that is what our actions are showing by not engaging with the scriptures on a more frequent basis. So the the ones that I want to share with you right now, the Bible verses that I want to share with you, um, there's five, and hopefully that will help to increase your convictions on Bible study, and that will help you to help you or anyone listening, if someone shared this show with you, to really help deepen your convictions on the Word of God. And so there's five, and so here they go. In Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing to the division and soul of the spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That is probably my favorite verse of about the word of God. Honestly, I think it is my favorite verse. Because it tells you, number one, that the word of God is alive. It's active. It was active then. It was active in the middle and it's active now and it is it is going to pierce your soul and spirit when you hear the bible sometimes you hear the verses you're like oh. and you know maybe that's why some people don't want to go to it because you're like oh my gosh if i read the bible i'm gonna feel guilty i'm not living this life and that could be that could be it you know it does that right because it does expose the sin in our lives the second verse i want to share with you is in first peter chapter 1 verse 23 and it says, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. Okay, so that's just a part of the scripture. But this is what I want you to notice about the scripture. Uh, through the living and abiding word of God, you have been born again, not of something imperishable, but you were born through the living and abiding word of God. So earlier when I was like, wait, how is it that 25% do not believe that the Bible is the word of God. 25% of people who identify themselves as Christians do not believe that the Bible is the word of God. That is, that's why I'm like, what, how is that possible that this scripture clearly says that those who have been born again are born again through the living and abiding word of God? Think about that for a moment. All right, Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Hmm. Wow. The word like fire. That's amazing. That's powerful. How powerful is the word of God? First Thessalonians 2.13. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted is you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you, believers. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Think about that, right? When you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but what it really is, the word of God. Okay. All right. Last scripture. Uh, and there's more, but these are just five that I'm sharing with you. Ephesians six seventeen, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, 
which is the word of God. That scripture is very amazing. If you want, read the whole thing. Ephesians 6 is amazing. Okay. Um, I would encourage you to read more than that. But the part that I wanted you to read was verse 17, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the word of God is compared to the helmet of salvation. So think about armor. Think about, you know, if, if you've been in the military, you're listening, you probably understand what this is. Maybe you can understand it a little bit better. If not, it might be a little bit more difficult. Maybe not. Maybe you understand it. But the sword cuts, right? Sword and helmet. So sword is something that will um, do something, right? It will create some kind of result. The helmet is protection, a helmet of salvation. So the Bible protects, but it also does, right? So these are the five scriptures I want to share with you. And after these statistics, I hope and pray, and these scriptures, especially the scriptures, um, my prayer is that you are moved, um, uh, or if someone shared this show with you, that you are moved and that you uh, can maybe go back and listen and take some notes. Maybe you want to write these scriptures down. Maybe you want to make these the scriptures that you'll meditate on during the week uh, and, you know, just kind of journal on or just really... Uh, kind of take in and soak in so that you can deepen your convictions uh, in about the word. And, you know, maybe you are someone that reads it um, sometimes. Well, this will be something that will help deepen your conviction to read it every day. And when I say that, don't be scared because I know that saying, oh my God, read the Bible every day. This is too much. I don't have time. I get that. I get that. I want to tell you that there are ways to be able to uh, you know, still have the word of God in you every day. Uh, but on those extra busy days, which we all have them, you can, there's modifications you can make so that you can still get the word of God, but maybe it doesn't, it's not as time consuming. And of course there are times where you do want to and need to soak in the word a little bit more deeply. And that doesn't happen, does have, doesn't have to happen with as much frequency, at least a few times a month, I would say for sure. And I can teach you how to do that as well. So you don't worry about if you're like intimidated or if you don't know where to start. You know, when I was reading this article, a lot of people were saying in in the article, it, it reflected that. And for example, I'm going to read to you something here. It says among, among millennials. So this is, let's take the millennials. Um, the highest percentage of responded were tied at 26% for quote unquote, the reasons, these are the reasons, by the way, uh, for quote unquote, not enough time or not knowing where to start. And not while not knowing where to start was most common response about from generation Z. So 30%. So generation Z um, was, I don't know where to start. And that's not really a surprise because the younger generations are not hearing about God and Jesus as much. The culture is swaying our younger generations away from God and more about whatever you believe, whatever you think, whatever you feel good about, whatever is truth for you. That is not uh, a surprise because that is the way we are going. And these stats shouldn't really completely surprise us if we are following anything in the news about just how faith is really, especially in this country, particularly um, United States, where I am airing this podcast, because I knew I do have other people that listen throughout the world. And thank you again for listening throughout so many countries of the world, but this particular country right now. And I also, I am a world history teacher. And part of what I teach is the three major world religions, as well as a couple of other uh, major religions that we go over in our class. And something that I was telling my students earlier this year that came 
from the book is, you know, Christianity is declining and it really is declining. The fastest growing religion right now is Islam. It's not Christianity anymore. Okay. So understand that this is a very real issue and I want you to really, you know, um, really take this in sister and know that the enemy is around all the time, lying to us, telling us we don't need the Bible as much. Um, we can do it on our own. And again, like, again, these are not words you're literally maybe telling yourself, but that's exactly what you're hearing. Like you're, you're, you're believing that you're, Maybe it's not exactly the words you're hearing. Let me correct that. But it's what you are believing if your life is showing this. And so, sister, I know I've been there. I, I understand what that's like. I understand when you're overwhelmed and you're, you know, I've shared with you my story in previous podcasts about how there was a time in my life even that was so busy and overwhelming and um, also just disappointment after disappointment happening in my life uh, and, and just heartbreak and and I, you know, I, instead of sticking to the word, I listened to the enemy's lies and I strayed away from the word. And for four years, I was completely away from the word, completely away. And I saw the effects of that in my life and in my children's lives. And I am telling you, I never, I just like, I'm just like, oh my goodness, like, how did I do that? But the devil is a liar and he's good. And he knows you, but you know who knows you better? God, Jesus is the one that will get you out of this rut if you are in this place right now. And I can help you get there. Uh, I can coach you through this. I can help you to get routines going again. If you lost your routine or if you never had one, you want to create one, I can help you get there again. So reach out to me at coachwithrosie at gmail.com or go to my website, theintentionalchristianwoman.com, where you'll find more information about how to do that with me. All right, sister. All right. Know that I love you. I'm praying for you and I will see you in the next one. Hey, sister. Did this episode encourage or bless you in some way? Well, if it did, then I invite you to share it with a friend. Also, I want to invite you to join me in my free online Facebook community called The Intentional Christian Woman. There is an amazing sisterhood that is growing, that encourages each other, that prays for one another, and I really want to connect with you there. Lastly, sister, if you haven't done so, I would invite you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the way that I know this show is blessing you. Sister, once again, thank you for joining me today. I love you. Know that you're on my heart and I'm praying for you. And I will see you in the next one.